can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Wednesday, November 1. Appalling and reckless. That's how experts described the decision to implement a flawed DNA testing method without validating it first. Whistleblower Dr Kirsty Wright told a second inquiry into Queensland's under-fire forensics lab that management must have known testing on precious DNA samples from serious crimes would fail and went ahead with it anyway. Australia's critical infrastructure could face an increased risk of foreign interference as geopolitical tensions rise. That's according to a new report from the Department of Home Affairs. They say foreign investments and trusted insiders pose a real threat to water services, hospitals and cyber operations, with bad actors already launching attacks on a daily basis. Australia's men's test cricket team will face England in the first test since the Ashes on Saturday. In today's episode, we unpack what to expect from both sides after unpredictable one-day international World Cup campaigns and why England has something to prove. Few test cricket matches in history have had real geopolitical implications. But that's exactly what happened when Australia's men's test team faced England at Edgebaston in July. It was the second test in the 2023 Ashes series, and it was being played at one of the sport's most hallowed grounds. England put on a heroic chase, including a 155-run assault by captain Ben Stokes. Sliced away, Carey and Carey Hazelwood combine to end a quite magnificent innings from Ben Stokes. But it was the controversial dismissal of England's number seven, Johnny Bairstow, that sent the cricketing world into a spin. Wicketkeeper Alex Carey stumped Bairstow when he wandered outside his crease. Oh, now, this is going to be interesting. Johnny Bairstow's walked out of his crease here. This could well be out. I don't think there was a call of over. Johnny Bairstow's ducked and then walked out of his crease. Alex Carey's just thrown the ball at the stumps and hit them. There was momentary confusion, then anger, as Bairstow was given out. Crowds booed. Commentators argued... People say it doesn't look good, it's not in the spirit of the game, but it's been done for years by keepers. Politicians weighed in. Speaking of the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese's British counterpart, Rishi Sunak, he said overnight that the Australians didn't uphold the spirit of cricket. They are sore losers, they are sore losers, Pete. What they should be doing is praising Ben Stokes' innings that was absolutely magnificent and just copying the fact that they were beaten by a team that performed better over the five days. The very spirit of cricket was apparently at stake. Almost five months after the stumping, Bairstow told the authors of a book called Basball that he's over it. But those wounds could be opened on Saturday when our men's test team faces England in the men's one-day International World Cup. It'll be the first time the two teams have met since Australia retained the Ashes. Australia should pick Alex Carey again, but he's not in this one-day team at the moment. So for the pure theatre of it all, 
you would want Alex Carey back in there. Will Swanton is a sport reporter with The Australian. It's an amazing turnaround in that before the tournament started, you would think Australia-England at this kind of late-ish stage of the tournament would have been crucial for semi-final positions for both of them. England's been bloody terrible <laughs> during the whole thing, so they're goners for the tournament. So, I mean, it's a tricky game for Australia in that England's lost so often they've got nothing more to lose. <laughs> they're just playing for pride without the pressure of needing a win to get through the semis, but they would love nothing more than to ruin everything for Australia. So England will be up for it, which makes them dangerous, even though they're in the worst form you could possibly imagine. But Australia's up for it because they're sky high on confidence. They've got two big games, Sunday against England, but then Melbourne Cup Day they play Afghanistan. If they win both of those, they're in the semis for sure. But even without all that, Australia v England in any game of cricket has that magic about it. But, you know, it's an intriguing one, this one, because England couldn't be going worse. Australia couldn't be going better. So on form, they're miles apart. But I think all England-Australia games, there's never much between them. Saturday's clash with England comes at the tail end of an up-and-down ODI World Cup campaign. After a rocky start, the team has turned it around when it matters. So they started with two losses, and that was off the back of pretty ordinary form before the tournament. I mean, it all looked pretty grim. A few key players weren't in form. The selections looked a bit wonky, and it just looked like we'd picked the wrong mix of the team. It was looking touch and go from very early on just to make the semis. The top four teams out of the ten teams make the semis, so every game has had a bit riding on it. And I was tempting to think the whole Australian Cricket World Cup was going to resemble the whole Wallabies Rugby World Cup and be an absolute disaster from start to finish. <laughs> but it's a dangerous Australian team and there's 11 fantastic individual players in that team and they just weren't clicking as a team. But then that Sri Lanka game they got through just seemed to give them a lift and since then they've looked like a million bucks. We've been blessed for World Cups this year. We've had the Matildas, had a great World Cup. The less said about the Rugby World Cup, the better for Australia, even though it was a great tournament. I think the cricket is looking pretty good. There's going to be four great teams in the semis. I reckon we'll be one of them. It's still a bit of a lottery 50-over cricket, not as much of a lottery as 2020. But once you're in the final four, I think you're as good a chance as the other three to win it. Coming up, why everyone's hoping for more Glenn Maxwell magic on the weekend. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Glenn Maxwell wasn't feeling 100% when he approached the crease on Thursday night. The Australian men's test team was facing the Netherlands in the pool stage of the ODI World Cup. 
they were already sitting at 6 for 290 after four wickets collapsed. The top order sent packing one after another. It was dire. Right man for this sort of situation. 11 overs remaining. Maxwell, understandably, started slowly. Bit hard. Maxwell again. It's so good when he just reacts and plays straight. And then it was on for young and old. Oh, that's ridiculous. 24th one-day international half-century is brought up in sublime style by Glenn Maxwell. Incredible. Maxwell started putting them all over the ground, racking up the fastest one-day century in history of just 40 deliveries. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100. A second World Cup ton for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODIs. Maxwell has obliterated it. Any hopes the Dutch had of getting one over the Aussies was well and truly dashed. Australia won by 309 runs. Speaking at a press conference after the match, Maxwell reflected on his achievement in his trademark low-key way. I got to admit, I was sitting in the change room and I didn't really want to bat. But yeah, I was a little bit more chilled uh, when I got out there. I wasn't so if that's much. Glenn Maxwell on a bad day, it's hard to fathom what he might do in Saturday's clash against England. Well, we might see a repeat of it and we might never see it ever again. <laughs> He's such a gifted cricketer which helps him a lot, but it also makes life a bit difficult for him. Whereas for most batters, for any given ball, you might have two or three areas where you like to play the ball. And in a way, being that limited makes life easier for you because you haven't got too much to think about. Whereas you see Maxwell before a ball is delivered and he's looking all around the field and he can literally hit the ball almost one-handed, two-handed, backhanded, over his head, between his legs, standing on his head, blindfolded to any part of the park. But when it comes off, it is breathtaking. There's more flair and natural talent and imagination in him than any other player in the World Cup. It's great to watch because for every ball, it feels like literally anything could happen. (laughs) The thing is, Australia can't survive on Glenn Maxwell centuries alone, and certainly not against an English side with something to prove. What Maxwell really needs is the other more textbook batsman to do their job because he can only go out and do his Benny Hill skit of batsmanship if they're keeping the scoreboard ticking over at the other end. So what Australia can't have is to be three for 50 and Glenn Maxwell has to come out and play a bit of an anchorman's role. But, you know, if the Dave Warners and the Mitch Marshes and Travis Head as well, if they all get off to a flyer, that sets up Maxwell to have free reign. But... It's a rare thing in cricket to not really know what to expect on any given ball, and it's what cricket needs. He's not the most reliable of performers, but the absolute rock star. And like you say, that 100 he scored off 40-odd balls the other day was fantastically entertaining. And when he comes off like that, Australia's going to win nine times out of ten. But it's all well and good to do it in a pool match. What Australia really needs for him to do is do it in the semi-final and the final. If he can go out then and have the nerve and the bravery to play all those trick shots in a big match, that is when it will be truly amazing stuff. Will Swanton is a sport reporter with The Australian. Subscribers can follow all the action from the One Day International World Cup at theaustralian.com.au. 
Access a world of true crime podcasts on Crimex Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt, and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free, and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth, and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.